WGAA, Cedartown. The following is a presentation of WGAA Sports. Let's talk some football. It's time for the Coach's Corner, right here on the Big Double A, 1340 AM. And now, 106.1 FM. Stay with us for the next hour as we discuss all things Cedartown. Let's head down live for tonight's show. Good evening and welcome into the Coach's Corner Show. We're live from Zorba's Restaurant in, on North Main Street here in Cedartown on a beautiful uh, fall evening here as we're getting ready for our second to last uh, game of the uh, regular season. The Cedartown Bulldogs uh, play in the Southeast Woodfield Raiders this coming uh, Friday night on the road. And uh, joining me, of course, I've got Sam Branch with us here, who is our uh, uh, esteemed PA announcer, and also uh, does our pregame show with us. And esteemed is a is a mighty heavy title, isn't it? Though <laughs> uh, I, I try to I try to talk these people up. Uh, I appreciate. Just it. wait till I introduce the coach here in a second. I like it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, you know, getting you know getting to the final couple of games and. Um, Seertown High School head football coach Jamie Abrams. I know that was a very that, that, that was a letdown <laughs> of an intro there, um, but coach, uh, not a letdown of a football game at all last week. Forty-five nothing win over Sonoraville. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that about that ball game. I know that um, uh, you know Sonoraville came into the game only with a couple wins, but we knew they had some weapons, and uh, uh, of course their quarterback is one that uh, that we had that we had heard some about toward the beginning, but. Uh, Forty-five nothing win. I know you have to be happy with that. Yeah, um, that was one of the worries going in was just kind of um, <clears throat> getting after him and keeping him contained. And you know, two last year we didn't sack him at all. Yeah, um, we sacked him three times Friday, which I thought was was good because a lot of people don't get to him. Um, you know, if, he, even if he is pressured, he finds a way out. So uh, I was happy that we were able to get to him a couple times and. Um, you know, we gave up the one big play uh, in the first quarter, but you know, and kept playing and, and played them into no points. So, uh, thought that was good for us defensively. Yeah, they had that uh, that field goal try that they missed, and really after that, I think it was all uh, it was all downhill for, from there for for them as far as uh, offensively goes. And uh, we just controlled the pace of the whole game uh, from start to finish. Really, you know, you mentioned those those big plays that were given up, and some of those were the results of uh, you know we had an offside penalty that, that gave them an extra down and uh, and all that. But uh, you know, we we're able to kind of overcome that, and uh, in two years in a row, we've shut them out. Yeah, um, that, that you know, anytime you, they don't score, you got to feel okay about it. So um, the um, you say the the offsides penalty, we, we let them out. We had a couple pre-snap penalties like that, so that always irritates you. But um, you know, for the most part, I thought thought we played pretty clean the other night. And then, you know, it's just kind of um, them challenging the challenge them this week, uh, just like last week, to you know grow up a little bit, mature. Uh, I think maturity has has been an issue for us this year. So uh, each week and, and moving on into um, the, later in the season, we can kind of. Um, Need to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I felt like I felt like we we definitely are heading in that direction for sure. And um, and, and this is a Sonoraville team that you know put you know that was neck and neck with Central in their in their game at home a, a couple of weeks before, uh, and, and in fact didn't pull away from Central until the very end. And it was a very high scoring game. You know, Central you know uh, 
gave up all those points. And uh, their court, uh, Sonorville's quarterback was really playing well in that game, and Central was having trouble containing him. So I really didn't know what to expect as far as that went, but, uh, you know, what, what expectations were certainly uh, that uh, Sonorville was going to be some kind of a threat. And I, it was good to see that uh, especially our defense was able to shut down any kind of any kind of offensive production they were going to have. Yeah, that's that's the frust frustrating thing about some some of our games is is knowing, you know, if you play well and, and don't make some of the mistakes that you made, um, you may turn out successful. Those games may turn out a little bit different. You know, you look at playing Calhoun. Um, you know, when Dalton beat them. We, we end up beating Dalton. So you know, all our games have been tight and, and we've been in them. It's just uh, you can't make can't make mistakes that that call that are costly critical errors and you know we did that some early in the year so we're trying to trying to rectify that we've talked about how well the defense have played uh, coach talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on the other side of the ball drew ledbetter went six for seven had 140 yards three touchdown passes it seems that we've really got the passing game kind of opened up in the last few games and we've got it to a position where it's become um, a major threat that, that defenses have to deal with. So just kind of talk to us a little bit about how you feel about the offense's um, play against the Norville and, and how they've progressed throughout the season. Yeah, well, I think um, he should have been seven for seven. Um, ten, ten out of the 11 guys on the field got the call uh, on the incompletion. Um, <clears throat> but um, I think uh, it seems like we're throwing the ball a ton, but <laughs> – but we're really not. I think we threw it seven times the other night and, and nine times um, the week before. So it, it seems like we're throwing it a, a good bit. But um, we're just kind of uh, the last two games been able to capitalize when we throw the ball. Um, you know, and that's something we weren't doing early on is is um, hitting some of those shot plays, and, and we did that the other night. So um, that that last couple of weeks, that's kind of come together. So maybe we can. Uh, Continue, uh, continue that that trend and being able to throw it and catch it. That's there's two, there's three factors, three things you got to do when you throw it. You got to be able to protect first, um, and then you got to make the throw, and then somebody's got to catch it. So all three of those things have to happen. It's a lot easier to just turn around, and hand it to somebody. But uh, um, we'll uh, we'll keep working on the passing game and as as well as the run game because I think. Finally, you know, Jewel's had a had a long run the other night, so finally yeah. um, <clears throat> we're able to, to, you know, we've had some 10 and 12 yarders. We had, we've had a couple big runs, but you know that one, and it was blocked up right, and and, and he made a cut to, with the guy that's unblocked and, and made him miss. So um, that's something that we uh, we weren't doing early in the year. I think from a fan standpoint, like you were talking about with the passing game, we're, we're able to capitalize on those. And so that leaves a, a, a bigger impression on the fans. And also, you know, it's, it seems like that our, our offense doesn't run a lot of two or three, four yard pass attempts. You know, we're, we're picking up significant yardage. So that does, from a fan perspective, it does make that passing game look maybe even more dangerous than it is right. or like we're throwing the ball a lot more. But like you said, with Jewel's being able to, to finally break one through, it says here, you know, he had four carries, 84 yards for that uh, that long 73-yard run. But I, I love to see how many, you know, how many kids it shows here that, you know, we're able to run the ball. I mean, uh, you take a look at it, and it's your normal names. It's it's Jewel's, it's, uh, um, it's Isaiah, you know, it's Tay Harris, but also some production from folks like Jacoby Dorsey and, 
Rohan Kent. You know, mm-hmm. those are two young guys. I got to watch them some um, last year in middle school playing ball and then this year on the JV squads. And those those are two of the maybe four or five young kids that really stuck out in my mind is that they were going to be big parts of, of our team moving forward. So it's great to see, you know, kids like that that are able to, to step in in those situations and not just run the ball but also get in the end zone. Right. Yeah, I thought um, I thought that was good the other night uh, for those two to get in, uh, especially um, when, when their Rohan scored when their ones were in. So, um, and he's a kid that shows up every day and does what he's supposed to do for sure. So I always like when, when kids who – who um, who do what they're supposed to do are, are rewarded for their efforts, and um, and he definitely uh, is one that's that's always there and, and always uh, you know doing what he's supposed to do. So he, he's only gonna get better. He's get, he's he'll he'll grow yeah. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I look for big things out of him in the future for sure. I know that uh, one of the th- and this kind of bounces off what what we were just talking about. I know one of the things that you mentioned last. Uh, you know, the last game was when we got our young guys in in the second half, we gave up points, mm-hmm. and we didn't really score a whole lot. Well, that was the opposite this time. I know you had to be happy with not just the guys that scored the points, but also the defense that held, that continued to hold them scoreless. Right. You know, that's, that was the, the issue um, a couple of weeks ago as we, we started giving up, you know, just one and two play drives. So, um so that was that was good the other night for those guys to get in and, and, and make some plays and, and get a stop. I think they had a three and out um, in the fourth quarter. So um, that, that was that was big for us. And then we put together um, a drive and scored. So uh, you always like when uh, when that goes on. Well, uh, we're going to get to our ball game this coming Friday night here in just a bit. But uh, to put a bow on that uh, that Sonorville game with a 45 nothing win. I know that you don't look too far ahead and you don't really look too much at standings, but as far as that win goes at getting our our second region win, what does that mean for us uh, in in standings and that kind of thing from here on out? I, yeah, I honestly have not looked. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I just know if we win out, we'll be two. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if we got some help somewhere along the way, we could be one. But if we win out, we'll be two. That's, that's the only thing I really worry about. Simple as that. You just got to yeah. win win the rest of the games yeah. and region play. Yeah, as long as we win all those and we would have the head-to-head against everybody else, yeah. even if they were to have the same record as us. So, yeah. so that's, that's, that's exactly what we got to do. So we'll uh, take our first break here as we uh, uh, continue on in our uh, – Coach's Corner show here live from Zorba's Restaurant. Again, we want to thank Zorba's for uh, allowing us to be here and for feeding uh, uh, us uh, tonight. And we'll be back with more as we continue. We've also got a, a guest here tonight, one of our players, and we'll uh, introduce him and talk to him as well. That's that's the cost of your food. you got to talk to us on the radio. So we'll be back in a moment with more of our Coach's Corner show here live from Zorba's Restaurant here on the Big Double A. Right here on the Big Double A. All 
Welcome back to the Coach's Corner Show. We're live here from Zorba's Restaurant on North Main Street in Cedartown. And again, a, a big thanks to Zorba's for allowing us to uh, come here again uh, this week and also uh, for feeding uh, for feeding us, uh, myself and Sam and uh, Coach Abrams and uh, also the football players that come uh, here. And um, Sam, I'll, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you introduce our special guest player and uh, uh, let you uh, – ask a few questions. I'll just kind of bounce in there, but uh, Sam, take it away, my friend. Thank you, Andrew. So tonight we are joined by Malik Frederick. Uh, Malik is a senior for our Bulldogs. Um, number 28, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, you'll have to go. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> it doesn't pick up that well. So uh, Malik, uh, first tell us uh, what side of the ball you play, offense or defense? Defense. Okay. Um, and what, what position do you play in defense? D-line. Okay. So you're one, of those, you're one of those big guys up front that's trying to stop the runs and that kind of stuff. So tell us, um, what, um, what what has this season so far meant to you? Coming off of last season, you guys played for a state championship, coming back and knowing that you're going to be in that leadership role as that senior. Well, this season for me has been very big to me because last year I'm, we lined up against Benedictine. I had got in for one play. And that play, I did something because I looked to my right and my left, and everybody else was determined. And I knew I was going to be the one to let them down. So I did everything I could. And so this year, I feel like I have to make a difference. I can't just not give everything I have. I, I want that feeling again. Like, <laughs> I, want it. I want that look of determination. And I want somebody out there fighting for me, too. So. So, you know, what, what so far then, and I know we, we've still got some time to go, but, you know, we've, we've made it through a good part of the season so far. We've had Legacy Night. You guys have got Senior Night that's right around the corner. Just, just tell us, what has been really the high point for you so far this season? The highest point for me this season had to be against Calhoun because – I mean, they're a good team, and I felt like they were really good. Like, because it was a test for me. I'm new to D-line, so it was a big test to me, and I wanted to see how I would do against a good football team. And that game, <laughs> I, I performed to the best of my ability, and I gained a lot of confidence from that game. Even though it didn't have the best outcome, I... Well, that's okay. Uh, you know, we, we learn, we learn and, and we have sometimes a even in not the best situations that we've made the most of it. And, and for you to be able to walk away from that game and, and have that type of attitude about it and have that type of growing experience from it, just, it's going to speak uh, volumes for you, you know, moving forward, looking at moving forward. Of course, you don't want to get too far ahead, but you guys know what you have to do. Uh, you, you know what's in front of you. You know what's required. How has kind of the team's mindset been – after that central game where we were handed a, a region loss. How, how have you guys kind of rallied and, and looked to say, hey, we, we know what our job is and we need to execute that? After the central game, we was all upset and we were mad. And we know we could have did better. So we gathered ourselves, changed our mindset, and we just got ready to fight. We came back and... Well, fight, fight you have. You guys had an impressive uh, win against Heritage and then, of course, the big win against Sonorville. 
this past weekend or this past Friday night, you know, 45 to nothing, not giving up any points, you being on that defensive line and, and having an impact. What, what did you think that that did for the defense as a whole to know that you guys held a team that has a very uh, dangerous quarterback? You guys not only held him to no points, but you were able to get in the backfield and, and sack him three times. I feel like the def our defense's main problem is us not believing in ourselves. So when we made a big jump and caused them not to score, we tackled a known quarterback. It, was, it really gave us that confidence and that boost that we needed to get better. Andrew, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you because I think he's ready to take my job. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, you're a good interview. Uh, so, Andrew, what, what do you have for him? Well, I mean, I think I think you pretty much said it all. I mean, uh, I, I'm seeing the confidence. I'm seeing the uh, the enthusiasm that, that you have and that 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 you want it you, you, and you want to get better and. You, you know what it felt like last year, and you know you, you want to get back to that point. Um, and being a senior, being a leader uh, this year, um, I know it comes with challenges because, you know, uh, you, you move into that role and, uh, you know, things may not have gone the way that you wanted them to last year. And, there's, of course, there's been some things this year too. But as you move on uh, throughout the year, what is your main goal? My main goal is just <laughs> to be the best football player I can be. Because <laughs> I want the next generation to have a good taste in their mouth. I want them to. I want them to have that same confidence that we had. Like, yeah. I want them to know what it feels like. I want them to know that, like, what you have to do to win. Because they're gonna see me and what I do, mm -hmm. what the team does, and if we do good, it'll set us. Proceeding, they'll yeah. know what they need to do, what they need to accomplish. Yeah. And yeah, well, one more question for you. And I, I know, you, I know you, you've been staring at your seafood. You, you want to eat that over there, and, and it looks really good too. Uh, one last question. Uh, I know last week uh, one of the things that, that the team got to do, uh, you got to hear from a lot of alumni uh, for the legacy night. You got to hear for, from some alumni from Cedartown High School, from Cedar Hill. Uh, what did that mean to you to see the uh, uh, the former Bulldogs and the former uh, players at Cedar Hill coming and uh, and speaking to? You? I know y'all had a y'all had a, a speaker come uh, talk to y'all, uh, you know, uh, after practice and things of that nature. But how how did how was that for you? What, what kind of experience was that for you to see the previous generation and their interest in y'all? I feel like more than anything, it was more motivating. It it really just like gave us that motivation to see like where we came from how we've changed and developed and grew mm -hmm. and it made me want to further the, the program that's great that's a good answer <laughs> he's got all the right answers i know he Sam. does well yeah. well you guys are following in some big footsteps that, yeah you know the, the 1953 team from from cedar hill and and Eskew rogers had phenomenal teams the entire time he was a coach no that doubt. 53 team and, and what they were able to do and then the 63 team you know that was able to, to win a state championship um, so it's it's great to see that those those folks are, are taking an interest in in our current players and in our program but it's also really nice to see people your age understand the gravity of that situation where you, you've got some living local legends as close as legends as we can get 
want to come and spend time with you guys. So so that's great that you understand that and that you have that attitude and, and, and you respect that and, and, and want to do as best that you can, you know, for them as, as well as the generation to follow. That's great stuff. That's great. Uh, great job. We're going we're gonna to take our next break, and we're going to come back. We'll, we'll bring Coach Abrams back in and talk about uh, this Friday night's game here in just a moment. This is uh, the Coach's Corner Show live from Zorba's Restaurant here in Cedartown. Back in just a moment. Let's get back to the Cedartown Bulldogs right here on the Big Double A. It's the Coach's Corner Show. We're here at Zorba's Restaurant on this Tuesday evening as we are preparing uh, for this coming Friday night's ball game. It is our last uh, region road game of the season as we take on the Southeast Whitfield Raiders. And um, Coach Abrams is back on with us. And, Coach, uh, uh, despite Southeast Whitfield not having the best year, and, and they've, they've, they're trying to rebuild their program. We've, we've, we've talked about that in the past. It's definitely not a team you can look past because if you if you I mean uh, they I mean they line up just they line up just like we do and they've got guys out there that, that want to win. So um, how do you approach a team that um, may not be having the best season? Uh, it's pretty much the same thing, right? I mean it's 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 pedal to the metal, uh, do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Um, just try to challenge our guys in, in different ways, um, challenge them to do certain things uh, in, in certain amounts of time, um, and, and challenge them to, to really, like I say, uh, playing a team like this lets you know how mature you are as well. Like right. if, you, if you can go out and handle business, or if you go out and and, and mess around and and let it uh, let it it draw out, or give them some confidence, or give them some things. So that that's really the challenge this week is to. Uh, to be mature and and, um, and go and go and handle handle business as quickly as we can, Coach. You've seen film on these guys, so you, you kind of know what to expect. What are, what are, what are, what should we expect as fans when we when we line up against these guys? Yeah, um, they're somewhat similar to us offensively. Um, they'll line up in some some wing T or wing T uh, type formations, more more so out of the shotgun than under center. Um, and then defensively, they're um, they're a three-three stack. Um, so they've, uh, like I say, they've had their struggles, and and it's um, you know they, they've had a difficult difficult year. But um, I'm sure that going to their place on on um, senior night will will uh, they'll, they'll be uh, ready to go for sure. Uh, be those guys last time because there's a great chance they won't make the playoffs. It'll be their last time playing in front of their home crowd. So right, that's their that's their final their final home game of the season. Uh, you know, uh, we've you know we won 45 nothing last week, and uh, I know Central played these guys. I think it was last Thursday, last Thursday and yeah. they beat them like 65 to nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, if if we have a situation where the score is pretty um, pretty lopsided, I guess toward the middle of the game, I, I would expect we'd probably have a situation where we get to see some of the young guys yeah. come in again. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's always the case. And you, you you want those guys to be able to go play on Friday night, and um, you get if if you get a situation like that, you want to get the starters out as quickly as can, and um, let them get ready for the next week. And that's kind of kind of my philosophy. I know some people leave me in and. And let them play, but 
I just think those young guys need the reps and need to play. Um, we've been able to do that in the past some, and we're able to do it in the last two weeks. So hopefully we can, we'll have a um, similar situation this week. Coach, you, you said, you know, that they were kind of similar to us as far as the way that they ran their offense. And uh, just looking at some of their stats on, on max preps, it looks like that they've had for the year so far 35 pass attempts, uh, only eight completions for 117 yards, and they run the ball quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, over over 1,100 carry or over uh, 272 carries for over 1,100 yards. They're only getting about 4.4 yards uh, per carry. So it, it feels like, you know, that the way that our defense is, has been playing, though, that we're ready to, to take on any type of offense at this point. We're, I don't know about you know, that. Well, we've, <laughs> I feel like, you know, with, with the way that we handled, um, you know, Sonorville with a, a quarterback that could throw the ball pretty well, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like we were able to, to kind of limit that. And also our, our rush defense not giving up anything. But de defensively, you know, it's I'm assuming it's kind of the same thing. Offensively, you have your game plan. But I'm assuming defensively, on the other side of the ball, which a lot of people don't really, I guess, consider that as much as as far as fans do, as right. far as that. Yeah, they that, offense, yeah. offense sells tickets or right. whatever. So, so <laughs> defensively, though, is it, you know, just kind of par for the course? You guys are sticking to your game plan and, and going to match up and and, oh, yeah. and run whatever you can that matches up with them the best. I right, guess. correct. Yeah, I mean, you know, less is more. Right. A lot of times, especially with, with our, our guys, so uh, less is definitely more of the – the the if we can you know do do not not do a whole bunch and and try to get good at it yeah. you know that's uh, especially defensively that's kind of what we try to do so everybody knows no matter what people throw at you you know they got a general idea of how to line up and where to be and you know um, keeps you from giving up some big plays and you know we've we've had our struggles with that a little bit this year um, with, with some young guys but um, hopefully. Hopefully we can continue to to get ourselves in position to make plays. I think one thing that we've hit on several times on the pregame show is, you know, with the success that we had last year, this has almost kind of been a revenge tour for a lot mm -hmm. of teams when they get ready to line up against us. And even though Southeast does come into this game with only one win on the season so far, you have to think that especially on senior night, like you said, that's going to do nothing but continue. We're going to have a target on our back when we go in there. They'd love nothing more than to knock us off on senior night. Right, there's no doubt. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody plays to win. Yep, especially on senior night, I guess. Yeah. But Andrew, well, um, you know, just uh, as we get ready for our final road game, and of course we've got the final uh, region game after that uh, at home against Northwest Whitfield the following week. And coach, we've already we've already clinched a playoff berth, haven't we? So we, we are definitely going to the playoffs. The question is whether or not we're going to be hosting uh, the first week. I believe that's correct. Yeah, like I say I have not looked at it whatsoever as far as that's concerned. Um, but I think uh, mathematically, I think that would win in two should put us in with a 16 region. So. And. and Another thing, too, and I know this doesn't really have much to do with preparation for this coming week's game, but I know that it's been in the news about the uh, the classifications contracting down next season. Um, do we yet know how that's going to affect us in the, uh, following this year? No, not not yet. They'll come out with the, the – they'll put the teams in the classifications um, in December, I believe it is, and then, uh, then they'll make the regions, I, I think, in January – 
um, is, is what the latest was, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so still a few more weeks um, before we find out yeah. exactly now, what that does Well, the teams – because I know that they have the the chance to appeal. Do mm -hmm. they do that after the directly after the classifications after are the released classification. and before they put them mm -hmm. into regions? Because some people d d will decide to play. Uh, I think they even have an appeals process after after the regions. Okay. Uh, no, no, they do because of travel and things like that. So you know they'll they'll it won't be set in stone until 2024. Yeah, I know several years ago when we got put in the same region with with Troop and Lagrange and all that. I think we tried to appeal that and we lost the appeal and. Um, I, I would assume appeals are are denied more than they're approved <laughs> at sure some point. Are. But uh, but again, uh, that's still that's to come and later get, on. You get people yeah. who also they may have natural rivals, and and some people opt to play up. Yeah, you know, uh, um, I think in Savannah they they generally do. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll a, a couple of those schools so they can play each other, and they don't have to travel as far. So. Uh, they may be a little bit smaller, but they'll opt to play in the higher classification. If they if they go up, then somebody comes down um, that's on the bottom end of that classification. So there's a little bit of uh, shifting that goes on after everything's done. So um, it, it takes them a minute to kind of get it all sorted out. It's most definitely going to be uh, fascinating to watch. Where we, I would assume we probably would stay in the 4A range, but and again, that's that's yet to be determined. Uh, last thing, Coach. Um, you know, the middle school and JV seasons have been ongoing, um, and uh, I think those are starting to kind of wrap up a little bit. Uh, the JV's done. The middle JV's school done. has a playoff game tomorrow, uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock at Rock Mart. So um, <clears throat> the, the JV's been done for, I think, uh, two weeks now. So yeah. uh, actually, yeah, this is the second week. So um, JV finished the season um, at Paulding County um, two weeks ago. So All right. Well, and, uh, of course, um, with the middle school uh, finishing up, uh, is, is that is that the championship so semifinal, game? Semifinal, semifinal. With, uh, and it's against Rotmart. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, that's coming up. Uh, so if you're not doing anything uh, Wednesday, what time? Uh, five o'clock. Five o'clock at, at Rockmart. At Rockmart uh, Stadium. Uh, uh, come on down and support the middle school Bulldogs. They're the future of our program. And uh, uh, coach, anything else? Uh, I think we pretty much covered it all, haven't we? Yeah, I think I think we're doing yeah. a good job tonight. We'll yeah. let, let Malik uh, cover it if we missed it. That's yeah. right. He'll, yeah. he'll take care. <laughs> of he'll it. let us know about he, it. We'll he likes to be called Zaro. That's his. Um, that's his. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not even sure where that comes from. That's some kind of character or something that uh, that he likes to be called. So okay, well, if we'll, we need we'll, his alter ego, we'll, we'll get him involved. But hey, Bulldog fans, before we go, travel with us on Friday. Yes, we we always travel well, but going into another hostile environment, senior night. We need to pick up a, a, a good win, and we need to have our, our Bulldog faithful there to cheer on our guys. No doubt. Most definitely. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for our Coach, Coach's Corner show. And, again, we want to thank Zorbas for hosting us and feeding us tonight. Uh, our pregame coverage will start at 6 o'clock on uh, Friday night <clears throat> with our Sports Talk Live pregame show. Coach's interview at 7 o'clock and kickoff at 7.30 right here on the Big Double A. Good night. God bless.